0: Well, good evening every morning, everybody. If you hear me, honk your horn. 88.5 is the radio station, if you're with us. 88.5, hopefully everybody gets it. These cars up front should be able to hear from the speakers. We're glad everybody's here today to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Amen. So excited to see all the cars out there filled with people. You know, we don't need a building to have church, right? Amen. We can have church right here, right now. So, we're going to have church today. We're going to worship. John Paul and Rocky's going to start us off with Amazing Grace. Uh, Neely's going to sing, and then we're going to have another song at the very end. We're going to open God's Word in the middle, and we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, Amen. if you would, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Dearly Father, we just thank you so much for your presence here today. Father, for every person Uh, sitting in these cars today. For those listening online on Facebook, Father, we're so thankful, Lord, just for an opportunity to be together. Father, we recognize that your church is not a building. Your church is not an organization. Father, your church are saved people that believe in Jesus Christ. Father, we can come together. We can serve. We can worship anywhere. We're going to do it from our cars today. I'm praying some people will do it from their homes today, Father. But, uh, Lord, as you said, we're not going to let the rocks cry out. Your people are going to worship. Your people are going to praise your name today. Father, bless this service. Bless this time together that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. 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 Start us off.
1: The blood is has wrestled me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. The earth shall soon dissolve. sun forbear to shine, the God who oh. calls. My Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood
0: Amen. They're working on the mic issue. Uh, Tony's got it. So if you're not getting it totally clear, roll down your windows so you can get the speakers for now. And we still got cars pulling in. So Neely's going to come and lead us in a song called Living Living Hope. And I love this song. We sung it last Easter, but uh, early on when I found out I was doing this, I said, Neely, will you please come and sing this song? Two reasons. One, because two old bald guys And an ugly pastor um, you may not want to look at and hear. But I said everybody will want to hear and see Neely Gooden. She's just too sweet for everybody to like. So if you don't hear anything else good today, I promise you're going to hear uh, a good song right now. Neely's going to lead us in living hope. And then we're going to be in a a really easy story uh, in the Bible today in John chapter 20. If you want to open your Bibles there so you're ready afterwards, we're going to take right off with a very familiar story I've been asked a bunch today, what are you going to preach from? And uh, I think it's easy to guess because it's Resurrection Sunday. We're going to look at an empty tomb in just a minute. So get your Bibles ready. Neely's going to lead us. You can sing along. You can worship in your cars. Um, It's just a good day that God can hear you whether I can or not. The Lord can. So let's worship Him today. Neely, if you would lead us. I told her if she did real good and y'all honked your horns, it meant encore. Everybody okay with that? (laughs) Open your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. I am pumped to be preaching from a pulpit to people. I've been looking at a camera way too long and... um, I can even put a camera to sleep, so I'm going to do my best today to keep you awake. Uh, if I hear your car start up and you drive out of here, um, I know either one, you've got to go to the bathroom, I preach too long, or I preach too bad. So uh, I already heard a few cars start up, I'm assuming it's hot out here, and I agree, so if I cut my sleeves off, you know why. But uh, we're going to get into God's Word today, uh, John chapter 20, its it's just a powerful text But I wanna talk a little bit about what's going around in our world today. We have this thing called COVID-19. Honk your horn if you have COVID-19. Okay, we're gonna need some space back. I think that was my wife's car that honked back there. I I think the kids may have done that, I don't know. Uh, You know, I've learned a lot. I'm married to a nurse and she knows a lot about COVID-19. And so I've learned a lot the last few weeks about COVID-19. And a lot of different diseases, but COVID-19 is actually pretty contagious. And I didn't know this. I'm going to give you a little science before we get into God's Word today. But every disease, they actually give something called an R number. Now an R number, it's how, uh, how dangerous or how contagious that disease is. And so, some diseases have a real high R number. And so, if a disease has an R number of 1, it means that if you catch that disease, you're likely to spread that disease to one person. If you, that disease has an R number of 2, you're likely to spread that disease to two people. So... COVID-19 has an R number somewhere, they say, between maybe two, um, you know, maybe three, we're not sure yet. So that means if you get the coronavirus, you're likely to share that to two to three people. Now, the worst disease out there is something called measles. Now, some of you older people uh, will remember what measles was like. Measles has an R number of around 18. It's really dangerous. So, I just want to I know this is a little scientific for you and I know um it may not be, you know, right out of the Bible yet, but I just want us to start uh, by understanding this R number. Does everybody understand? Honk your horn if you understand what an R number is. All right. So, this is my question. I want to ask you as a Christian, how contagious are you? I want to ask you as a believer, how contagious are you? What is your R number? That's the end of my science lesson, but I want you to consider when it comes to your faith, uh, what is your R number? What is the likelihood of your faith being shared with somebody else? What is the likelihood of you passing what you have in your relationship with Jesus on to somebody else? What if we had as believers something that we could actually pass to somebody else what if we were carriers of something it's kind of scary in fact i just want to tell you this morning my first point of my sermon is that we are all carriers of something you're all a carrier of something i'm a carrier of something in fact maybe lately you've been in the grocery store or you've been walking around and you've had a conversation with somebody that kind of went like this well, I think this is the end of the world. And I think that the economy's going to fall apart. And I think that we're going to run out of toilet paper. And the end of the world is near. And so what they've done is they've carried a message to you. Now, if that was a message of hope, honk your horn. If that was a message of gloom and despair, honk your horn. Making sure you're with me today. So they're carrying a message of something. They're carrying a message of fear. They're carrying a message of, uh, you know, they're scared, they're afraid. See, we're all carrying something. Some of us go to the office and, man, we're just in a bad mood that day. And, man, people say hi to us and we just blow by them. And, man, we slow down. We're angry, we're upset. We're carrying something with us. So I just want to ask you as we start today, what are you carrying in your life? We're all carriers Of something and so I want you to ask yourself is what I'm carrying in my heart is what I'm carrying in my life is it really worth passing to someone else is it worth catching is what you're carrying worth catching John chapter 20 I want to share with you today a portion of Scripture I think probably is the most important scripture in the New Testament because without this scripture we really don't have a faith Without this scripture, we don't serve a living Savior, we serve a dead Savior. And with that dead Savior, Christianity died with Him. But because of this text today, I want you to realize when they were coming on Easter morning, that Sunday morning early to the tomb, they weren't coming expecting to see a resurrected Jesus. In fact, they were carrying embalming spices so they could just anoint and embalm the body of Jesus. They were coming expecting to find a living Savior. They were coming expecting to find a dead body. So as we read today, I want you to see, as I mentioned this morning, they believed that Christianity had been canceled. They believed that Christianity was over because here was their Jesus lying dead in a tomb. And yet this day, 2,000 years ago, made all the difference. We're going to read that story and those that were at the tomb that day, I want you to see they're going to become carriers of something. They're going to have an R number. And I want you to watch some of them do really well with what they carry. And some of them don't do so well with what they carry. We'll start off in verse 1 of chapter 20. It says this, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark. She saw the stone rolled away from the tomb. I want you to notice something first about this verse. Mary had come on the third day. It's still dark. She doesn't know what's going to happen. She approaches the tomb and it tells us very simply that the stone was already rolled away. The body was already gone. So I just want to frame this story for you. Jesus had told his disciples, he had told Mary that in three days I would be resurrected and I would come alive. But Mary really, at this point, uh, she has a choice. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. And so Mary's going to become a carrier of a message. She's going to carry something. But I want you to see in verse 2 the message that she chooses to carry. It says, so she ran... And she came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, They've taken away the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they have laid him. Mary becomes a carrier of a message. She's seen Jesus crucified. She knows he's dead. He's been buried in this tomb. She shows up this Easter morning. She goes to that tomb. The stones rolled away. She looks inside. Jesus isn't there. She runs to the disciples and she says, Somebody's stolen his body. Just tell me where they laid him. If that was faith Mary was displaying, honk your horn. If that was fear she was displaying, honk your horn. She didn't have the right message. She missed the message of the empty tomb at first. I just want you to consider today, some of us, we all have a message, but some of us have the wrong message. Some of us are telling the wrong message with our lives. Mary, she came, she saw the tomb. She didn't have faith, she had fear. Listen, I want to tell you what the world needs right now. The world needs the voice of faith, not the voice of fear. The world needs the voice of joy, not the voice of anger. The, voice needs, the world needs the voice of love, not the voice of hate. Our COVID-19 world, it needs to hear faithful men and women of God standing strong with the love of Jesus in their hearts. The message you carry matters. Mary carried the wrong message at first. I want you to now see how the disciples do. You may say, oh, well, those disciples, they're a lot better. They're going to do better. Let's look at verse 3. It says, So Peter and the other disciple went forth, and they were going to the tomb. They were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. Now, I love this part of the story because uh, John is the one telling the story, and John's the other disciple. And so he forever commemorates in God's Word for us to read 2,000 years later, I beat Peter in a race. Now, there's a car back here that's not going to like to hear this, but we set a little race up at my house this week. Samuel and Caleb and Isaac and Catherine, we got all out there and Catherine picked a car and she said, we're going to go down our road way down here to this car and we're going to race back to this tree. And I kind of summed up that distance and I summed up, my fat belly. And I said, I can't make it from that car to that tree. I'll die before I make it from that car to that tree. So I shortened the distance and I said, no, 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 let's go from that mailbox. It was about half the distance from that car to that tree to that mailbox to that tree. And so I got them to agree we would just race from the mailbox to the tree. And I may not look like it, but when I get this 200 pounds going, it's pretty hard to stop. And I got that going pretty quick and Samuel, who runs track and Caleb and Isaac, who are so athletic and Catherine, who runs five K's all the time, they watch this fat boy blow right by him and I beat him to the tree. Now, they wouldn't admit it back there. It happened, it happened. Had that tree been another 10 feet, I would have fell over dead. I judge the distance perfectly. So Peter gets to the tomb and John gets to the tomb and John says, I won. And Peter says, don't tell anybody about this. And John says, okay, I promise I won't. And 2,000 years later, we're reading the story about how John beat Peter to the tomb. But Peter gets to come back and say, yeah, you may have beat me to the tomb, but look at the next verse. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came following him and entered the tomb. So John comes there. Have you ever been in a race? We'll race you to that car and you race to the car and you win and the person says, no, it's the first person to touch the door handle. And you say, you didn't say that. You changed the rules. I hate my kids do that. You know, they, people do it all the time. Oh no, we weren't talking about that car. We're talking about the black car. You ran to the wrong car. That's what John did. John beat him to the tomb and Peter says, oh no, 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 no. It wasn't... Uh, uh, to the tomb. It was inside the tomb. So really, I won. There's a little power struggle going on. So Peter gets to the tomb. Peter runs right in the tomb, blows right by John, who's just touched the stone on the outside. Peter goes in and he sees what John didn't see. He doesn't just see the linen wrappings. He sees the face cloth folded and he's saying to himself, who in the world steals a body and folds the face cloth up? Doesn't make sense to me. And at that moment, I love this text, so the other disciple who had first come to the tomb also entered, and he saw and believed. See, when they went inside, they finally believed. So, they have a message now to carry, right? They've got a message. They are now carriers of something. Let's see what they do with their message. Disciples get there, they get the message, they see and believe. You can kind of poke fun at Mary for seeing and not believing she had the wrong message for a little while. But these disciples come in and I want you to see what they do in verse 10. They have this amazing message, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the same message that we have today. They have the same message. And verse 10 says, so the disciples went away again to their homes. They went home. The disciples who were carriers of this awesome message went home. They didn't go share it with their friends. They didn't take it out into the streets. They went home. Jesus was crucified. He was dead. He was buried. The tomb was empty. They believed. And they go back home. Church, I want you to hear something. Jesus didn't say go into all the world and amass wealth for yourself and be comfortable and be happy. Jesus did not say, go and seek out entertainment and hobbies and learn to lower your golf score and learn to shoot that big buck and put on the wall or lower your your time running a five kilometer race uh, down to 20 minutes. Jesus didn't say, go into all the world and make yourself happy. Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what he said. Don't live your life for lesser things. Those things are great. But the disciples, they go, they see, they believe, they go in the tomb, and then they go home. Anybody tired of your home lately? If not, you just need to come to mine for a little bit with three boys. I have said, do not wrestle 10 million times in the last two weeks. Anybody, anybody identify with that? It's part of the world we live. I love the fact that Jesus says, don't go home. Go into the world and share what you've seen. That's why we're here today. That's why if we can't gather physically close, we can still gather spiritually close. We have a message to share. The tomb was empty. That's why this week, uh, First Baptist Church was out. The fajita bandits, they've got a new name. I don't know, they wore uh, bandanas and we made fajitas for 300 people this week. At the hospital and at the nursing home and at the grocery store. And anybody that walked by, we said, "Here, here's some fajitas, Jesus loves you because we're not called to stay in our homes. Yeah, I want us to be wise. Yeah, I want us to keep distance, but we're not called to quarantine. We're called to share our faith, however and whatever way is possible. If it's over an FM radio station in a parking lot, that's okay. We have a message to share. Don't take it and go to your house. That's why Jesus said, you know how they'll know that you're my disciples? He didn't say by the steeple on your church. You know, I think the Baptists and the Methodists in Deleon got in a fight. One of them built one steeple for a while and the other said, nope, ours has got to be taller. We've got the tallest roof at First Baptist Deleon of any church I know. And, And we pay a premium to put shingles on that dude. But I just want you to know, God did not say they'll know your believers by... The church that you go into, or the height of your steeple. He didn't say they'll know your believers by the color of Christian t shirt you wear. He didn't say they'll know your believers by if you come to the parking lot of the Peach and Melon Festival on Easter Sunday. He said they'll know you're my disciples by how you love one another. How you love one another. That means that. We're not known as his disciples by going in a grocery store and fighting someone over the last roll of toilet paper. We're not known as disciples by, you know, spreading fear and panic and fighting someone over the last loaf of bread. We're known as his disciples when we look around us and see people in need and we show them the love of Jesus. That's how the world sees us as his people. So I'm looking out at these cars, and I know there are two or three people in every one of these cars. I see an army of people that God's called to go love the world. When we get to a mission of sharing the good news of Jesus, but Satan, the enemy will always tempt you. Just stay home. Just stay home. You probably heard that voice this morning. You can catch that service online. It's going to be hot. The sun will be shining. You can sleep in. He'll tell you to stay home. Don't share your faith with your neighbor. They may, it may be weird after that. Don't take your faith to work. You don't want to ruin your, your work environment. Satan will tell you over and over again, just stay home. That's what these disciples did. They went back home. Watch what happens, verse 11. But Mary stayed. She was standing outside the tomb. And so as she wept, she stooped, stooped and she looked inside. And there inside the tomb were two angels in white. One at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Get this. she just seen two angels. They're sitting around the body of Jesus where he was. And she doesn't say, well, where is Jesus? I want to talk to him. She still doesn't believe that he's alive. She says, just tell me, angels, where his body is so that I can go and get him. See, Mary is still looking for a dead savior, not a risen one. Look at verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary, man, I wish if I could go back to any time in scripture, this would be a really cool moment just to hear the way Jesus said Mary's name. Mary, Mary, because immediately she turns All it took was him speaking her name. She recognized that voice and she turned and she said, Rabbi, teacher, she recognized who he was. And for the first time, Sunday morning, Easter morning, Mary recognized that she didn't have a dead Savior. She had a living Savior. And I want to tell you, it changed everything about what she does afterwards. She's no longer uh, looking for a body. She's talking to her Lord face to face. And it changed what she carried. Oh, it changed what she carried forever. Look what Jesus says there. Mary, stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. I love this. Man, it's so appropriate for the time that we're living. Jesus says, Mary, stay ten feet away. We've We've got to distance ourselves, Mary, because here's the deal. I haven't gone to heaven yet. And this old body that I'm standing in, it's pierced. And it's had a crown of thorns. And it's been stabbed in the side. What amazes me about this moment was, Jesus may not even have had a heart in his chest to beat. But he was alive. Because our life is not the blood in our veins. And Jesus says, Mary, don't touch me. I haven't got that new body yet in heaven. I just come out of that tomb. Don't touch me. You better stay away. And man, I love this. And Jesus says, go, go, Mary, go to the disciples and tell them what you have saw. Man, that sounds very familiar. Go and tell. Go and tell. Go and tell. The message of Easter is simple. Go and tell the tomb is empty so go and tell see I love it the disciples may have stayed home but some of us religious folk uh, myself included we really like our church buildings don't we I love my church building because the sound would be a lot better I would have a little air conditioning blowing on me you'd be in nice padded pews we like our church buildings but sometimes we want to stay in our church buildings And we want to stay and we'll say, well, we're just close to Jesus here. We're just going to stay here and worship. We're just going to stay close. But the message of Easter is not just come close to Christ. It's come close to Christ and then go share Him with somebody. Go and tell. Go and tell. I don't care how many cars are in the parking lot. I want to know where you're going after this. Who you're going to send. I've been so impressed as we've been putting these sermons online. I've had people say, I'm sharing the sermons everywhere. I've got all these friends in other states. This morning, we had probably 100 people uh, watching our sunrise service and half of them weren't even in the state of Texas. Man, I love that because the gospel's going out. Find a way in your life to share Jesus with others. Don't stay in your churches. Don't stay in your cars. Don't stay in your houses. And I know I'm not saying be dangerous. I'm not saying go group up. I'm saying, man, get on your phone, get on your computer, text people, share a sermon, share a verse, call someone and say, hey, I just want to pray with you today because my Jesus is alive. Look at what happens. Verse 18, Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. What was her message? It was simple. I have seen the Lord. You see, we're all carriers of something. What if your faith became so contagious that wherever we went, we found people talking about Jesus Christ? What if even in dark times, we as God's people still believed in the goodness of God? What if during times of lack uh, and when people are running out of bread, we as God's people gave our last loaf to love our neighbor? What if during times of fear, we as God's people cling to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ? Let me tell you today, I'm going to be a carrier of good news. My hope is that you can't get within 10 feet of me without catching what you have. There have been times this morning I want to jump off this trail. I'm afraid it might not hold me because Jesus is alive. We have a message to share with the world. You know, can you imagine when they find a cure for coronavirus? Can you imagine how fast that cure is going to spread all over the world? Can you imagine how fast that news will spread? How fast that vaccine will spread? I just want to tell you today, we have the cure For the greatest sickness that this world has ever seen. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's not just good news for a temporary sickness. It's good news for eternity. We'll still be talking about Jesus a thousand million years from now in heaven. We have the cure. Jesus himself said, I didn't come for righteous people. I came for sinners. I came for the sick. I came for the broken. That's really the good news, the best news. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter what kind of car you drove here today. Doesn't matter where you work or the mistakes you've made in your life. The gospel is good news for the sick, for the broken, for the lost, just like me. We have a hope that no virus can kill. We have a faith That no sickness can take away. I've heard people say over and over again, I can't wait till it goes back to normal. I can't wait until life and the world goes back to normal. And I mean this with every ounce of passion in my heart. I hope it never goes back to normal. Because normal was comfortable. And normal was faithless. And normal was weak. And normal was an R number of zero for most people. But I want an R number way up there. I want the church to have this R number where, man, wherever I am, people are catching what I have. Because I'm a carrier of faith. I'm a carrier of hope. I'm a carrier of God's peace. Because, yeah, fear is contagious, but so is faith. And hate is contagious, but so is love. And worry and anxiety are are contagious, but so is hope. And so be a carrier of something. Pass it on. Have an R number way up there. Make sure that what you have is worth catching. We have a message worth sharing. I'm going to conclude today just with a a short message about who God is because I want you to know that my hope isn't in the government. I love and pray for our government leaders. My hope is not in medicine and I'm married to a nurse and I appreciate all the hard work they're doing to keep us safe. But listen, our hope is not found in this world. Our peace is not found in this world. When Mary came to the tomb that Saturday morning, Sunday morning, she was hopeless. She was hopeless. She had thought Easter was canceled. But I want to tell you, when she looked inside, when she heard the voice of her Jesus, she became a carrier of something that you and I carry also. She became a carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we end every service the same here. Every Easter for the last 10 years, as I've been pastor, we've ended the same way. So I'm going to ask, I know this breaks all sorts of rules. I just want to ask, if you don't mind, roll down your windows. We're going to shout out our windows. And I don't know if Allsup's is going to be able to hear us because the wind is blowing. But I'm going to say he is risen. And you're going to shout out your windows, something that we just, we've done this for years and we're going to continue to do it. You're going to shout out, he is risen indeed. So let's just try it real quick. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We can do better than that. Let's try one more time. There might be somebody getting gas that can hear us. He is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> it's so good to be the church. John, Paul, and Rocky are going to come up here and sing what I think is the greatest Easter hymn we could ever sing. Because he lives. I'm still hearing it. As they come, I just want to celebrate one more time with you. We don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a risen Savior. You're a carrier, church, of something. You're a carrier of something. Make sure what you carry is worth catching. And go out this week and tell people of the love of Jesus Christ. Go out this week and tell people that the tomb is empty and we have a risen Savior who's worth worshiping today. We're going to sing because He lives. You sing in your cars, sing it out your windows. I'll close us in prayer afterwards. Uh, Rocky and John Ball, come lead us.
1: It's all saying because he lives, God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love healed. died Just to seal my pardon An empty grave is there to prove My Savior lives Everybody let's sing it now Because He lives I can face tomorrow Because He Fear is gone Yes, gone Because I know Yes, I know He holds my future And life is worth the living Just because He lives How sweet to hold A newborn baby This child can face and certain days Because he lives Everybody sing Because he lives I can face tomorrow Because he lives All fear is gone my future and, and life, is life is worth the living just because he lives and life is worth, worth the living just because he lives
0: We're going to close like this. I just want to tell you who our hope's in today, and we're going to go to the house. My hope is in the one who spoke this world into being. My hope is in the one who is all-knowing, he's all-powerful, and he's ever-present. My hope is in the one that opens blind eyes, who opens deaf ears, who has the power even to raise the dead. That's why I'm going to choose to be a faith spreader. I'm going to choose to be a carrier of something. I'm going to choose to be a a love giver. Because Jesus is the name above every name. He's the soon returning and the conquering king. He's the Lord of lords. If you don't know him, he's the door that we enter through. He's the spiritual bread that strengthens our soul. He's the one who delivers the captives and restores the broken. He strengthens the weak. He's our provider. He's our comforter. He's our source. He's our strength. He's our redeemer. He's our rock. He's our sustainer. He's our firm foundation. He, church, is our shelter in times of trouble. He's our light when the world is dark. He's the Prince of Peace when this world is in chaos. He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And as we're celebrating today, he's the resurrection and the life. Amen. Darkness tried to hold him, but it couldn't. Demons tried to crucify him and they're now running scared and he's given his spirit to the church we're carriers of the gospel message go be a carrier this week go take your life and carry your faith and be contagious and let god use you just like he used mary just like he used these disciples to be a carrier of the good news we're going to end one more time he is risen
1: he is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Come on, Landon, I want
0: to hear you. He is risen.
1: He
2: is risen indeed.
0: Amen.
1: Praise
2: God. Go tell
0: somebody about it, church. Thanks for coming. Thank be careful. Our guides will help you get out of here safely. Um, if you If you couldn't hear everything, it will be uploaded online shortly afterwards. Share it. Share the good news. He is risen.
1: It's risen indeed. Go tell somebody. Amen.